welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 142 of the podcast, your NFL Get Right edition. Thank you all so much for joining me today. As always, it is greatly appreciated. In just a couple minutes, we're going to welcome Rufus Peabody back to the program. Pro Sports Better, great dude, very analytically driven, hasn't joined us on the show for about a year. And the last time he did, he was traveling the world. He was on this awesome trip. I think he was in like Eastern Europe or something when we spoke to him via Skype. This time we're going to get him on. We're going to break down the week seven slate. But before we get to any of that, before we get to any of our picks, you know how we do with the start of each NFL episode. That's right. It's our weekly NFL six-point teaser play. Last week, we came up short. First half was no problem. Minnesota handled their business against Arizona, but the Packers did not handle their business against the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. So, so far this season, through six weeks, our NFL six-point teaser of the week is now four and two. This week, your combination is as follows. Take the Chargers from six and a half down to a half-point favorite over the Tennessee Titans in London and take the Chiefs from minus six to a pick against the Cincinnati Bengals. Ever since that season-opening embarrassment against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chargers have been cooking with Crisco to the tune of a 4-1 and record with point spread covers in each of the last two weeks. But this is more a play against a putrid Tennessee offense than a play on the Chargers, as the Titans have scored 12 or fewer points in three of their last four outings. And get this, not only are the Titans 0-9-1 against the spread over their last 10 meetings with the Chargers, but Tennessee is an unbelievable 17-42-4 against the spread over its last 63 matchups with AFC opponents. As for the Chiefs, a Sunday nighter at Arrowhead makes for one of the most hostile environments in the NFL, not to mention the fact that Kansas City is 10-1 against the spread over its last 11 games overall, and 5-1 and against the spread over its last six home dates. Drop the Chargers from 6.5 to a half-point favorite and adjust the Chiefs from minus 6 to a pick in this week's edition of our 6-point teaser of the week. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> He's a pro sports better, half of Massey Peabody Analytics, and co-host of the podcast Bet the Process. You've got to check it out. Follow him on Twitter at Rufus Peabody. Rufus Peabody joining us here on the Sharp 600. Dude, the last time we spoke, you were traveling all over the globe. I think you may have been in Eastern Europe or something like that when you jumped on the podcast last time. How'd the journey end for you? Lay it on me. It was great. It was honestly like the best year of my life. I, I was in 10 different countries living. I probably traveled to, I think, another 20 countries on my own. And honestly, it was phenomenal. Met a bunch of interesting people. We had lifelong friends, um, probably partied too much. (laughs) What was your favorite place to visit? All these places were so different. It's really hard to sort of say I liked one better than another, in some cases at least. As somebody who has been around the sports betting world for a long time, what do you think of this post-PASPA world we're living in right now? And what do you think of the media's coverage of sports betting? Joe, I absolutely hate it. I I think... The problem is that pe- the smart people that the smart people are actually betting for a living, um, and they don't want to give away their secrets. They don't want to talk about this. They don't want to educate people, and the journalists generally don't have um, 
with a few exceptions, the journalists don't have the same understanding of the sports betting world that the bettors do. And so what you get is coverage by sort of these mainstream journalists who really um, are, I mean, I don't blame them. They just, they don't have that background. They haven't been in that world for that long. Um, so I think you get a lot of misinformation and misleading information. How do you- I think... I think that, and obviously right now, all these, um, all these new media networks are, are sort of jockeying for position because it's, it's a big industry. There's a lot of money there. And I, I think that you obviously have the Action Network, which has made a big play. Uh, they got a lot of money thrown at them. They're hiring a ton of people. But it, what's their tagline? Make you a better, better, I think. But when they go promoting doing 18 parlays, like, to me, it's just, it, it, it's not really actually making better smarter. In some cases, it's making them less smart, and, but it's making them think that they can actually win, when in reality, they don't really stand a chance. How do you think the coverage could be improved? Imagine that one of the major networks hires you to make some decisions. How would you improve sports betting coverage? It's a good question, Joe. And honestly, I'm not sure, because I, I think that uh, what is sports betting news? I mean, to me, sports betting news is the same sort of thing as sports news, right? I mean, Coverage of, I don't know, you see sometimes coverage of who the book wants and things, how, you know, how the books did in a particular week. Um, what's the sharp side of something? I, I think, I don't know, I, I honestly think the, the best coverage would be more factual and not, and, and I, I guess just not promoting uh, these sort of narratives that you can win with fading the public or um, that this is the sharp side because I think it, um, it gives people false hope. But honestly, I don't know. I think that's that's a problem that we've Jeff Ma, who is the co-host about the process with me, um, that he and I have kind of run into. It's like what makes good sports betting coverage. The problem is everybody wants picks, and but I think picks are sort of. I don't think giving out picks is good for the industry. It's almost like there's two tree branches coming off the main trunk. There's the one where it's the picks, and people just want the picks. They don't even want to hear the analysis. And then the other branch is kind of like educating you on the process. Right. That's what we try to do. And we do give out some picks because I think you kind of have to do that. But we kind of try to tell people, like, we try to teach them how to think rather than tell them what to think. All right. So help me with this. How would someone like yourself, who's, who does this for a living, who studies this as hard and as well as anybody around, how do you cap London games? The Chargers are going to be playing the te- Tennessee Titans at Wembley. Right. I love the Chargers in this spot. It's six and a half, but it's a small sample size of games that have been played overseas. So do you even mess with these games? I, I do, but I just assume it's neutral field. In fact, actually, last week, I, this always gets me. Um, I actually forgot, like, me and my partner, like, he forgot to put the – little one in our dock where it says neutral. Um, and so I actually bet on Oakland thinking they were, um, they were at home and then I had to buy out. Uh, but luckily I was able to buy out nicely. But I, I do think that they're just honestly neutral field games. I don't think there's any edge to either team there. And I think that, um, I mean, may, I think we're just speculating um, as to whether there, there might be something else in there. Um, I don't know how teams travel long distances. But uh, honestly, like, I think that's sort of, those are narratives that we can't really verify. And I, for me, I've always taken an approach where if I can't quantify something, then I'm just not going to mess with it. Patriots are laying three in Chicago to take on the Bears. This feels like one of those classic pros versus Joes type of games where everyone saw the Patriots beat the Chiefs, so the public is going to want to bet Tom Brady in New England after watching Brock Osweiler hammer the Bears. Do you see Chicago pulling the upset here? 
I do. I actually, the Massey Peabody numbers favor them by a point and a half. And actually, if you look last week, the Bears played the better game fundamentally, according to my game grades, than the Dolphins. And, and Kansas City actually outplayed New England as well. The Patriots were four for six in the red zone, whereas the Chiefs were, were only two for five. So I think that was kind of the difference there. But if you look at sort of the fundamentals, um, Kansas City's offense just absolutely rolled over New England's offense. And, and New England's offense was not quite as prolific. Uh, but, you know, New England got the win, so the narrative is that they were better. They were at home, of course. But Kansas City definitely looked better, and, and New England dropped my rating. So I think Chicago, um, yes, they have some question mark. They have a question mark at quarterback, but their defense has been quite solid um, last week notwithstanding. Baltimore's defense looks legit, but it's not getting a lot of coverage. They could, however, have their hands full this weekend with a rested Drew Brees-led New Orleans Saints squad. Any lean in this one? I do. I like New Orleans. I make the game a, a pick, but I do think Baltimore's defense is absolutely incredibly good. They're, they're number one in the league in play success. They're number one in yards per play, number one in, in rush average against running backs. But it's, it, it's early. They haven't – I mean, who have they played? What, what – what elite offenses have they played? And I've always found that offense is more predictive than defense in a short sample, and Baltimore's offense has not been great. I mean, it's a typical Joe Flacco offense. They're 27th in uh, yards per play, um, 29th, I believe, um, in rushing. They've been, they've been very fortunate um, on third down. They're, they're 44 for 91 on third down on the year, which is given the fact that their offense is – so poor, like fundamentally, um, that to me is, is noise. That's something that's going to sort of regress back towards their natural um, offensive ability. And so I think that's they've actually done better overall offensively than um, than their numbers indicate they should have. So yeah, I, I like I, I like New Orleans there. Here in the Bay Area, the Niners are going to be catching somewhere between nine and a half or ten for a home divisional game against the Rams squad that is playing its third consecutive road game. Would you be at all interested in the points here? I, I'm not really. I, I make the game um, eight. So honestly, I don't, I, I w- if I had to take a side, I would take San Fran there. I, I don't really buy into the whole narrative of like three straight road games, though. So. You know, they're traveling to San Francisco. That's not a, that's not exactly a long commute. Sunday night football, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are laying six against the Bengals. Do you see Cincinnati handling the hostile Arrowhead crowd with much success? I don't. I, I give them a 34% chance of winning the game. I, I don't have a play there, though. I make the spread uh, 4.9. But I, I do like the under in the game. I think that these teams, both offenses have been quite good. Kansas City's offense has obviously been amazing, but I think that uh, 58 and a half. Um, I, I think that's, I'm not sure what it is now. Um, I got it at 58 and a half, but that's a, it's quite a high number. And um, I mean, they've been, Kansas city has been quite explosive and they've generated a lot of big plays, but there's generally more skill in being able to move the ball consistently than there is in being able to generate the big plays. But who knows? Maybe Tyreek Hill's just broken my model. <laughs> I think he's doing that to a lot of models. Um, do you, before I let you go, any other games out there catch your eye that we didn't touch on? Um, honestly, the board this week is pretty, uh, pretty tight. I-, I like Tampa at minus three, but that's now moved to minus three and a half. I do like Buffalo at seven and a half. I'm not sure if it's still there at seven and a half, but, um, there's a, hu- uh, Derek Anderson basically off the street is still a huge upgrade over Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I tweeted out earlier in the week that I think Peterman broke the model. I think, cause I was like, how can Indy be a 10 point favorite against anybody right. with, with, with Peterman? I would have made the, made it basically a 10 point spread, but it, it is interesting. Like, I, I don't know how 
Derek Anderson will perform because he hasn't spent that much time with the team. And I'm obviously an outsider. I don't know football that well um, from an actual participation participation standpoint. But I do think that the quarterback position is one that probably takes a lot of time to adjust to a a new team and a new system. So um, that's one that, for that reason, it's, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong here. But the numbers definitely say that Buffalo is the play at plus seven and a half. Pro Sports Better, half of Massey Peabody Analytics and co-host of the Bet the Process podcast. You can check him out on Twitter where he's handing out great information on a regular basis at Rufus Peabody. Rufus Peabody joining us here on the Sharp 600. Buddy, I appreciate the time and the insights. I know you've got a round of golf to get to. Enjoy. Hit him straight. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Joe. Always enjoy it. Don't you worry, son. It will all be over soon. Two and two with our straight up NFL picks last week, which means we are now 14 and 10 overall on the season. Four picks coming your way right now. Game number one, the Chargers laying six and a half against the Tennessee Titans Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific, Wembley Stadium in London. Let's jumpstart Sunday with an early morning winner in London by backing the Chargers and laying the six and a half points. Not only is this an excellent six-point teaser option, but the Bolts should roll through a pathetic Tennessee offense that has scored only 12 total points over its last eight quarters of action and has failed to top 12 points in three of its last four outings. I'm not sure how Marcus Mariota and the league's 30th-ranked offense are going to hang tight with a quarterback in Phillip Rivers, who currently ranks second in the NFL in passer rating behind only Drew Brees, thanks in part to a 5-1 to TD to INT ratio through six weeks. The Titans have covered the number just once in their last 10 games against the Chargers, so don't sweat it, just bet it, lay the 6.5 with the Bolts. Game number two, the Chicago Bears, plus three against the New England Patriots. Sunday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, Soldier Field. So New England just took down the undefeated high-flying Chiefs in front of the entire world on Sunday night, while the Bears blew it as a touchdown favorite in Miami against Brock Osweiler. Should be the Patriots in a landslide, right? Be very, very careful here as the Bears are 8-1-1 against the spread over their last 10 games as a home dog, which includes five outright wins. Remember, for as good as New England has been at Gillette Stadium this season, they're just as bad on the road, going 0-2 both straight up and against the spread, while scoring a grand total of just 30 points against the Lions and Jaguars. And one last thing, Chicago is a sterling 11-3-1 against the spread over its last 15 home games, so grab the field goal with the Bears. Game number three, it's the Ravens laying two and a half against the Saints. Sunday, 4.05 Eastern, 1.05 Pacific, M&T Bank Stadium. Take a good look at the spot here, and you'll see that this is the only Baltimore home game in a five-week stretch that began in week four with a win and cover at Pittsburgh and ends next week in Carolina against the Panthers. If you remember, this was our logic a couple weeks ago when we took the Bills over the Titans, and that one worked out well for us. And if you look even closer into those Baltimore box scores, you'll notice that this Ravens defense has surrendered just 14 or fewer points in five of six outings this season. That is remarkable. This Saints team is legit, but this is a non-conference road game one week before a road trip to the Twin Cities for a rematch of that infamous NFC Divisional Round showdown last year that featured Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Miracle, which knocked Drew Brees and the company from the postseason. Between the spot and the Ravens' defense, lay the two and a half with Baltimore. 
And finally, game number four, Cleveland at Tampa, over under 50 and a half total points. Sunday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, Raymond James Stadium. If there's a defense in the league a rookie quarterback like Baker Mayfield can shred, it's the Buccaneers, who have surrendered 30 or more points in four or five contests this season. If there's a team in the league the Buccaneers can take advantage of with quarterback Jameis Winston, it's the Cleveland Browns, who have missed more tackles than any unit in the business en route to permitting 38 or more points in two of its last three outings. The over is 12-5 in Cleveland's last 17 road games and 6-0 in Tampa's last six games overall. Plan for a shootout in Tampa on Sunday, thanks to two of the league's worst defenses, play the over of 50.5 total points. So, to recap, lay the 6.5 with the Chargers over the Titans. Take the 3 with the Bears over the Patriots. Lay the 2.5 with Baltimore over New Orleans. Take the over 50.5 total points in Cleveland and Tampa Bay. And your 6-point teaser of the week is the Chiefs and the Chargers. Thanks to Rufus Peabody for joining us on episode 142 of the podcast. He was outstanding. Thanks to all of you for your continued support. and Enjoy the games this weekend. Be well and best of luck.